0: Turn to 2 Kings. I'm going to start in in chapter uh, number 6. Amen. Praise the Lord. 2 Kings chapter number 6, and we're going to start in verse number 24. Praise God. 2 Kings 6 and 24 says, And it came to pass. After this, that Benadad, king of Syria, gathered all his host and went up and besieged Syria. Verse twenty-five. And there was a great famine in Syria. And behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver, and the fourth part of a cab of doves' dung for five pieces of silver. Amen. Why don't we pray? Set your Bibles down. Let's pray and ask God to have his way here this morning. Lord, we love you. God, I ask you to anoint this message, ask you to anoint this word today. God, anoint my lips, Lord, to preach the word, God, as you have given to me. Let it accomplish everything today that it has been set out to do. God, we pray your will to be done here, Lord. God, I pray your glory in this house. Jesus, I pray you would let us hear the word, not just hear the word, but be doers of the word also. Lord, I pray you just a minister in this house this morning. God, we love you today and thank you for your many blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. We read in our text this morning, amen, that, uh, amen, there was some, uh, the king of Syria came up and besieged Samaria. Amen. Amen this uh this this was warfare amen this was a this was a this was an act of war if you will amen this was a time this wasn't a time of peace uh, uh, this was this was a uh, a military conflict amen between uh, Syria and Samaria amen and you know as i well i want to title this i'll go ahead and put my title out there this morning um I want to call it this, I would like to title this this morning, Spiritually Besieged. Amen. Spiritually besieged. Praise God. And uh, so this morning, uh, as, we, as uh, in thinking of this, uh, this tactic, if you will, this, this warfare that the Syrians uh, decided to use, you know, in thinking about warfare, there's a lot of ways you could go about uh, attacking an enemy. Amen. There's a lot of ways that you can go about doing this. Amen. There's a lot of ways uh, of planning and and, uh, and and going about an attack against your enemy. Amen. Syria. Amen. They determined that besieging them was the best way to defeat them. Amen. They had determined that if we they had gotten all of their uh all of their uh, uh what do you call it uh they, sent out, I'm sure they had gone out and sent out spies and kind of spied out the land and tried to figure out, what are we going to do here? How are we going to go about We read that they besieged them, but, but there was some. I'm sure there was some uh, uh, tactic involved, if you will. They sent out some, uh, some folks, and they had some pre-planning, and they thought about this. And they thought, listen, the best way to, ha- to, to victory, if you will, the best way to defeat Samaria is to besiege them. Amen. And so, that's what they did. They besieged Samaria. What does it mean to besiege Amen? Uh, somebody? Good question. Amen. Good thing I looked it up. Praise the Lord. Amen. Is everybody awake out here this morning? Praise God. Going somewhere today. Going somewhere today. Hallelujah. But they besieged them. What does it mean to besiege? Amen. Well, in a military instance like this, it means to cut them off. That's simply what it means. They cut them off from everything. The city of Samaria, they couldn't come and go as they pleased. Their water supply, food supply, anything, they, they were cut off from everything outside the walls. Amen? Syria said the best way that I, uh, we can come up with is we're going to cut them off from everybody. And cut them off from everything. I feel the Holy Ghost here today. I hope you're going with me this morning because, amen, this was a tactic used in, in numerous locations in the Bible, amen. But for this time, for this moment, amen, this time, amen, they didn't drop atomic bombs on them. They didn't bring in, roll in the chariots, let's, let's uh, destroy everybody, amen. The Bible says that Syria, amen, came against Samaria, and they besieged them. Hallelujah. Amen. So that, that just means there was no access to anything. Imagine this. Imagine living inside the walls of Samaria. Imagine living inside that city. Knowing that if you leave, you walk out, you're, you're, you're taking a chance on being killed. That's what was going to happen. They, did, they, they weren't killing anybody, but they, if anybody tried to escape They would die. They would capture them. They would fall into the hands of the enemy. Amen. There wasn't a way out. Amen. Unless you wanted to die or to, to become a slave or become, you didn't know what your fate was. Amen. So what they did was they holed up in their house. Amen. And tried to survive. They just tried to survive as long as they can and hope to come up with some way, amen, uh, uh, to, to, to victory or to some way uh, to come up with some. They didn't know what to do. They just sat there inside the city walls. Amen. No way in. Amen. And no way out. Nothing coming in. No supplies. No way, amen, to, to replenish. Imagine going inside your house. Imagine it. Imagine inside your house. All of a sudden, it was surrounded by people. And you had no, you couldn't go to the store. You couldn't go to, to, you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't go to work. You couldn't go anywhere. You were in your house and you knew if I walk out this door, somebody's going to kill me. I've got five children. I might take my chances (laughs) with five kids in the house. (laughs) Just making sure everybody's still with me this morning, praise God, but my point to that was, food rations would go pretty quick, amen, food rations wouldn't last that long, uh, somebody cut the uh, supply off to our, our well, that'd be a big deal, somebody cut the water off to your house, I know how, I've, I, I, have you ever come home before and the electricity be off? We just come unglued. It wasn't that many generations ago; they didn't have electricity. We just can't. I, I can They call the electric company. When are you going to get my power on? I've got to charge my phone. My, my, my iPad's dead. I can't play whatever game it is, or whatever it is. But this was life and death. Uh, imagine no power. Imagine no water. Imagine no food. Nobody. Coming and dropping off groceries. How long? What would start to happen? How long could you survive? Amen. Syria besieged Samaria. Hallelujah. I'm trying to paint a picture in your mind. Amen. A city of people. How long could the food... Rations last. How long amen would it be before you'd start to get hungry and, and you start to think about it. you'd start looking at what you have in your cupboards and, and you start thinking about what we uh, going down to the store and all the shelves were empty. there was nothing there, amen and, and, and you just knew you were hungry, and your children were hungry. Amen. And your family were hung, was hungry. Amen. And no hope. Uh, amen. Because you know if you leave, if you walk out of this place, uh, amen, the enemy's going to be there to, to destroy you, to kill you. Amen. Locked up and uh, tight. Amen. No way out. Besieged. Amen. Samaria was besieged. Samaria was had no acts, no way. There was nothing, amen, to refresh them. There was nothing to encourage them. Amen. Surely they were discouraged. Surely they were depressed. And, and surely they were uh, fearful of the future. Surely they had, amen, they had these thoughts running through their mind. My, ch- my kids are going to starve to death. I don't know what's going to happen with my life. I sure don't know what tomorrow. I, I don't know. And I'm in the horror and the terror in their mind of what is going to happen tomorrow no hope day after day after day after day just besieged no bombs are dropping nobody coming in the walls but just scared just scared inside your house just scared everywhere you go fearful of tomorrow Amen. I'm talking about being besieged. Amen. Uh, Samaria was besieged. But I'm telling you today, many of us, some of us even here today, are spiritually besieged. Amen. The devil has you so locked up in your own little world. I'm talking to somebody today. Cut off from everybody else. Amen. You may be right here in the middle of this church, but you're cut off. Amen. No supplies of refreshments. Amen. No hope of a future of anything coming into your heart, into your life, to revive and to renew. You just sit fearful and scared of what tomorrow holds. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just don't understand. I'm scared. I'm afraid. You're besieged, Amen. You're spiritually besieged. The devil, Amen, has you wrapped up and locked up with no hope. Hallelujah. Why? Why was this tactic? Why? Did, why not just go in and kill them? Why not just take the city? They weren't concerned. Syria wasn't as concerned. With the city. They were concerned with control of the people. They were bringing them to submission, into their control. Because they'd eat, everything was eaten. There was nothing to take, there was no food to take from them. They were selling anything they had for just a little morsel of food. They didn't want what they had, they wanted them. Amen. Syria says we want them as our slaves. We want to take them. We want to destroy the people. Amen. If we can bring them to submission, amen. We can control them. Amen. So they'll either starve to death, amen, or finally, amen. Somebody will start inside that city and says, "I just, I quit." And they'll raise a white flag and say, "Fine, I'll become your slave. Fine, if you just give me a little something, I'll become your slave." But just stop, stop besieging. Me. I'm tired of this. I just, I give. I surrender surrender. surrender, amen, and they give in to the enemy that's come against them, spiritually besieged, hallelujah, 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 kind of this tactic, oh, amen, this was a commitment on the the part of the enemy, it's a matter of who can outlast who, Who can outlast who? How many services can we go? Can I keep them locked up without them raising a hand of worship? How long can they go without liberty in the prayer? How long can they go? Because eventually he knows they're going to raise a white flag. And they're going to surrender to me. Hallelujah. That's what Syria had desired. That's what Syria was wanting. Amen. Cut off from everybody else. Cut off from this lifeline. Cut off. Amen. Today, amen, if that's how you feel, amen, there's hope for you. Today, you don't have to leave here uh, uh, feeling uh, secluded and isolated. Amen, you don't have to leave this place uh, uh, feeling like uh, uh, there's no hope for tomorrow. I'm talking, I'm, uh, uh, that may have been how you walked into this place. Uh, amen, that may ha- be uh, how, how you feel when you came into this place. Uh, amen, because listen to me. Amen. Uh, he says uh, that uh, in verse number 25, uh, a donkey's head was sold for fourscore, score. Eighty pieces of silver, dove's dung, five pieces of silver. Trash, junk, nothing, dung. Selling for so much. Just a hope of trying to survive. Oh, I remember living in the world trying to, I just, whatever I could get. So much just to survive. Amen. Second Kings chapter 7, however, says this. Verse number one. 2 Kings 7 and 1. Praise God. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Hold on a second. Today we're besieged. Today. Today there's no hope, Brother Jared. Today today there's no hope. Uh, uh, you don't understand. Day after day, it's been the same. It's been the same every day. It's been this way for years now. It's been this way since I don't remember when. I felt so locked up and so alone. I felt so disconnected from everything. Amen. But Elisha, the man of God, comes along and says, but you know what? Tomorrow, amen, there's coming a change. There's something coming down the road. Amen. It isn't going to be like it was yesterday. He wasn't going to be, come on, somebody. It doesn't have to be like it was yesterday or last Sunday or the Sunday before. It doesn't have to be like it was when you walked in here this morning. Amen. Elisha said, Amen. About this time tomorrow, a measure of fine flour is going to be sold for a shekel. Two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. The city that's besieged. Oh, you don't understand the enemy's been here so long. I've looked out my window. They're still there. I look out even right now. Elisha, you're crazy. I still see them. They're surrounding the city. You're crazy if you're telling me there's hope. You're crazy if you tell me this feeling I have inside can go away. You're lo- you've lost your mind if you think uh, uh, that it's ever going to change because it's looking the same today. Even at the moment you're telling me it's going to change. I just don't know whether I can believe your words. I don't know if I, I can hear, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I, just, don't, I just don't know how it's going to happen. Oh, hallelujah, I'm telling you today, you don't have to leave this service, amen, spiritually besieged of the devil. Amen. Satan wants to destroy you. Satan wants to to, to capture your life. Amen. He wants to, to bring you into captivity. He wants you to raise that flag of surrender. I'm telling you today, don't leave here surrendering unto the devil. Amen. But give give yourself the hope of the Lord. Give yourself the hope of who Jesus is and what he's come to do. Amen. He's come to set free and to deliver, to give life and life more abundantly. Amen. Come on today. Amen. I hope we're together. Can we, can we understand what's going on here today. Somebody is here today feeling lost. but God's offering hope. Jesus is here to say, hey, I will set you free. I just think, amen, what you don't understand today. You feel cut off from everybody. You feel cut off from Jesus. You feel cut off from the Spirit of God. You feel so cut off. Elisha said, hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. Amen. Just wait. Because there's some freedom coming. There's deliverance coming. Praise God. Come on today. I want somebody. The devil doesn't want you to hear, amen, the word of the Lord this morning. The devil doesn't want us to hear this. It's just another, amen, it's just another service, uh, amen. Maybe you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Maybe you've never experienced the freedom and liberty, amen, of God's presence in your life, uh, amen. Uh, but I'm telling you today, Jesus can fill your heart with his spirit. Uh, he can fill you up today and change your life. Make you born again. Amen. That's what Jesus was talking about in John chapter 3. Amen. Verse 5 says, except you be a man be born again of water and of spirit, he shall not see the kingdom of God. What does that mean? He says, you were once besieged, you were once uh, in sin, you were once lost, amen, but once you get a hold of God, you go down in the baptism in Jesus' name, you get born again, you can change, amen, and it doesn't look like it's going to yesterday, today's going to be different, amen, what you were when you walked in could be a totally different person when you walk out today. Oh hallelujah, that's what church is about That's why we're here it's, it's trying to tell people, listen, there's hope You don't have to stay lost You don't have to stay in the condition you're in Amen, what it looked like And what you feel like, it doesn't matter Because the Lord's on his way here today Amen, to set you free Oh hallelujah Oh I wish somebody heard this today I wish somebody understood Amen, the power, amen of Jesus Amen, but you've been so long under the hand Of the besieging enemy Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You've been so long under that hand of your enemy. You just don't and can't believe what I'm telling you this morning. Verse number 2, amen. Uh, 2 Kings chapter 7, verse number 2. Hallelujah. It says then, a Lord, on, those on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be. And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. Come on, somebody today. Don't get this attitude that it's just going to always be like this. This is how it is. This is my life. This is who I am. I wake up and I go to sleep, amen, feeling so disconnected, so lost. I come to church and I just feel lost. I don't feel apart. I don't feel like I'm connected with anybody. I don't feel like I'm connected with my brothers. I just, don't, I just feel so disconnected. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, You know what? You need to get connected. God wants to plug you back into the church. God wants to plug you back into his family. God wants to plug your life and your heart back into his, into his family. Amen. Don't say, hey, if God could open the windows of heaven, could it be? No, no, no. God wants to do it. The man of God said, Elisha said, it's going to be. It's going to happen. Amen. And if you're willing, if you'll say, "I okay, I trust you today. Amen. Brother Merriman, I I, I trust. I don't, I don't feel like it. I don't feel as though I can get liberty. But I'm going to trust what you're saying. I'm going to believe you. Amen. And you give yourself to the Lord today. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm talking about liberty and freedom. I'm talking about being set free. Amen. There's been some preaching. There's been some talking about, amen, some things in our hearts. God's still trying to get rid of some of that nonsense. God's still trying to clean us up. God's still trying to get you plugged back into the family of God. God's still reaching for us. God's still giving somebody hope today. God's still calling somebody to to repentance. God's still calling somebody and saying, hey, it doesn't have to be like this anymore. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, hallelujah. Amen. The result, uh, amen, of uh, of being besieged is devastating. Devastating. Sometimes you would think if it just could end it right now, I'd be better off. If I just would die right now all the pain would go away. I wouldn't feel this way anymore. Hallelujah. That's not what Syria did. Syria didn't come in with swords and dra- and then spears and, and kill and slaughter. No, they just surrounded. And they cut them off. And just waited. and Just waited. And they tried to get up. try to get up. And they said, no, 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 don't, no. No, you stay right where you're at. Try to get up. Nah, the spirit's moving, but you're not. Uh-huh. This ain't this ain't for you. Remember, I got you right where I want you. And you sit in your pew. You sit in your pew. Besieged. I really feel the Holy Ghost here. Amen. Praise God. God begins to walk and move. And he tries to walk down your pew and you start to feel it, try to get up the deal. And the, the devil says, uh-uh, you go on. And he keeps you right there. And he tries to come on this side. He tries to work and move and tries to pull on your heart wherever you're at. Hey, man, maybe he comes up on the platform, gives a tug at our hearts back and the musicians gets a heart. God's not, he, he doesn't even ignore us up there. God's still trying to pull. Amen. We're still, we're still uh, have the ability. Uh, the devil can have besieged us. And, 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 and we've, amen. I'm telling you, I lost, I lost out with God on them drums one time. <laughs> I backslid playing them stupid drums. They're not stupid, but you understand what I'm saying. I'm telling you. <sighs> besieged, spiritually besieged. Walk in and out. The results are so devastating. Just kill me now. Just kill me. Uh-uh. Oh, that the torment, the hunger, the thirsting, the desire. What is the result? What happens? What happens? Second Kings chapter 6. We'll read, we read our text, uh, 24 and 25, but read 26, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 26, down through 30, Get Brother Josh, a second. I want you to see this today, hallelujah, hallelujah, Second Kings 6 and 26, down through 30. And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help, my lord, O king. Next verse, down through 30. And he said, If the Lord do not help thee, whence shall I help thee? Out of the barn floor, out of the winepress? And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, This woman said to me, Give thy son that we may eat him today, and we and we will eat my son tomorrow. Next verse. So we boiled my son and did eat him, and I said unto her on the next day, Give thy son that we may eat him, and she hath hid her son. And it came to pass when the king heard the words of the woman, that he rent his clothes and he passed by upon the wall. The people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth within upon his flesh. There was a desperation. There was a hunger that you can't explain. There's a hunger when you're spiritually besieged, if you will. You can't explain it. You do everything you can to fill that hunger, Brother Brandon. You'd go everywhere. You'd do everything you can to fill that that void within yourself. Everything you can do just to feel, I don't want to be hungry anymore. These ladies had an agreement. In their mind, this was a rational thought. In their mind, this was rational. In their mind, they had thought about this. Okay, we're so hungry. Well, we'll boil my son today. We'll eat my child today. Tomorrow we'll eat your child. That was a rational thought. Amen. Under the besiege, I'm telling you, when you're besieged, amen, of sin, you don't think right. You don't think uh, clearly. Amen. Your thoughts are not right. You don't think clear. Amen. Because there's such a hunger. Amen. You just, whatever it is, uh, you'll just get your mind upon uh, uh, whatever I've got to do to make this guilt go away, to make this hurt go away, to make this all go away. Jeremiah 19 and 9. Another instance, amen. I'm working brother Josh out here this morning, Jeremiah 19 and 9, talking about being spiritually besieged. This is I'll cause them to eat the flesh of their sons, this is and the flesh of their daughters, and they shall eat every one the flesh of the friend in the siege and straightness wherewith their enemies and they that seek their lives shall straighten them. This was a tactic in the Old Testament that they used. Amen. This was a tactic that the enemy used. Amen. To get people to a place of submission and surrender. Amen. We don't really see this a whole lot in our world today. Amen. Nobody's coming to your house to lock you in. Amen. But spiritually, amen, we are being uh, bombarded by the enemy surrounding us in every aspect of our life in every way possible. Amen. The devil wants us to feel so isolated and secluded. Amen. Uh, We begin to do uh, and make irrational decisions and choices and begin to consume ourselves hallelujah Isaiah 9 and 20 hallelujah and he shall snatch on the right hand or cut off cut part of your right hand to get something to eat that's what that's what he's talking about in the in the siege he shall eat on the left hand and they'll not be satisfied. They shall eat every man in the flesh of his own arm. And I'm saying this today, amen, and to draw this image of spiritually, the devil doesn't want us free. But you realize Elijah said, listen, today it looks bad, but hold on till tomorrow. You wait just a minute till tomorrow comes. Amen. Amen. Uh, and there were some that no, it's never going to happen. If the, if the Lord could open windows in heaven, could this thing be? Amen. But let me tell you something. Amen. When God gives a declaration. Amen. When the man of God says, hey, it can be different. Uh, it wants to ch- God wants to change things. And God wants to change situations in your life. Uh, amen. I'm telling you, it will happen if we we'll let God do it. Uh, if we'll trust God. Amen. 2 Kings. Uh, amen. Chapter 7. Amen. Uh, verse uh, a number before you put verse number two up there, back there again. Second Kings chapter seven, verse number two. He says, uh, "If the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be?" What are you? You're crazy. You're crazy to even think this is going to be any different. You're crazy, amen, to think this. I, my life could be different, uh, amen. But what does verse number three say? We're going to read three through seven. The very next verse says, "And there were four lepers, men." at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? All right, you know what the the man in the palace, the man with the the servant of the king. He says God couldn't do this. There's no way that this could happen. Amen. But there were four lepers. Amen. There were four outcasts. There were four men that were nobody sitting at the gate of the city, unclean, unworthy. Amen. Sitting there, they hadn't they had no business in the city, even in a city that was besieged. Amen. They were still at the gate. They were nobody. Lepers were nothing. Lepers had no rights. Lepers had no. They they were told stay out, get away. Tell people you're. Clean, amen. But there were four lepers that said, Hey, you know what? Uh, uh, I'm not gonna stay here any longer. I'm kind of tired of this situation that I'm in. Uh, I really don't like being here, amen, uh, uh, like this anymore, amen. But you know what? They said, Why sit we here till we die? Amen. We know if we stay right here, we're gonna die. Verse four, if we enter into the city, if they go back, uh, then the famine is in the city. We're gonna die there. If we sit here, we're gonna die. Now, therefore, come and let us fall into the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we're going to live. If they kill us, we shall but die. Amen. And so what did they do? They rose up in the twilight. They got up in the middle of the night. Amen. The darkness. Amen. Nobody else around. They got up where there was nobody could see them. They got up and said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go into the camp of the Syrians. We're going to get up out of the situation that we're in. Yes, I'm hungry. Yes, I'm weary. Yes, I feel so isolated. And yes, I've got leprosy. I've got nothing to live for. Amen. But there was a hope. There was a man of God that said things can be different. And I'm going to make something different. I'm going to step out of where I am, I'm going to get out of where I am, amen, nobody's going to push me down anymore, I'm getting up, I'm getting out of my circumstances and I'm going to go, amen, and God's going to do something or I'll die but either way, I'm going to do something, I'm not going to sit here and just let things happen until I die, hallelujah when they come into the uttermost part of the camp, amen, they got up in the middle of the night and went in, there wasn't nobody there Hey, hold on a second. These enemies were here yesterday. They were there the day before. 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 They were there the day before that. And the day before that. And the day before that. Loneliness was there the day before that. And the day before that. Amen. Suicidal thoughts were there the day before that. Depression was there. It was all there yesterday. It was all there yesterday, but in the middle of the night, I, I I I came into the enemy's camp, and they're all gone. There's no more enemy there. There's no more enemy there. What would it be like today, Amen? For somebody been spiritually besieged, Amen. To get up out of your pew, Amen, and walk to an altar, Amen, and stand before God and realize. There's no more enemy. I feel liked. I feel free. I feel delivered. I'm telling you today, don't doubt it. God can do it. God wants to set you free. Amen. You walked into this service today feeling down and lonely, feeling like you need something. Amen. Some change in your life. This is it. Amen. The Holy Ghost. God wants to give you the Holy Ghost. Amen. And he wants to to cast all those enemies. Every Syrian will flee. Four lepers. What'd they do? They must have brought the big guns. They must have brought some bazookas. Amen. They must have brought, amen, Uh, they must have brought some high-tech weaponry. They must have brought some, man, they must have brought some tear gas or something like that. Amen. What happened? What happened? Lord had made the host of the Syrians their enemy, to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. Who was it that walked into this place? Remember? Four what? Four lepers. Four men that were sitting at the gate of the city, Watching everybody starve to death, four men who were, who were covered in leprosy. They were dying from leprosy, and they were starving. They had all the same. They, and they finally they says, "You know what? We go back in there. There's no food. We're gonna die. We stay here. Leprosy's gonna kill us. Y'all together? Let's go." And they just start walking. <laughs> and as they entered in, they go. Expecting to die, swords to come, and yeah, 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 whatever. And I'm sure they were a little timid at first going, When I lift my hands, I feel like I can fly, Brother Jerry. When I came down to this altar, I I, I felt liberty. Where did it all go? (laughs) You know what? That weight you feel on your shoulders, it's holding you back. As soon as you stand to your feet and you begin to take some steps, you may be a little timid at first going, I don't understand what's going on. I okay. But I'm telling you, as you begin to take your steps, God's going to make you to sound as a host. He's going to make your feet like chariots. And there's a noise of horses. The great host is coming. And all the enemy's going to say, hey, you know all this besieging we've been doing to this uh, this guy here. Uh, it's time to go, Amen. Because he's got some he's got some reinforcements. Uh, he's brought some. He's he's went and hired out some folks to come against us. Uh, hey, they, they, I'm not sticking around here. Let's go. And the Bible says they left their clothes, they left their food and everything. Amen. Uh, verse number seven says this. Amen. Wherefore they arose and fled in the And they left their tents. They left their horses, uh, their asses, even the yeah uh, They fled for their life. Amen. That enemy that was besieging you. Amen. That, that was holding you back. Amen. That that force field that, that was holding you and keeping you enclosed. Amen. All it took was getting up and say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go on. I'm going to do it. And I'm telling you. Amen. God. Amen. took the sound. Amen. We'll take the sound. Amen. Of your uh, your feeble feet. Amen. That little effort and say, It's not much, but here I come. Amen. And God will drive out every enemy in your life. Amen. And not only will He drive them away, Amen. He left the spoils. Amen. He left the spoils. Verse number eight. Hallelujah. And the, when the lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank. And they carried silver and gold. Raymond went and laid it and came again and entered into another tent. Carried there also and went in and hid it. They had a party, man. They, they, I'm telling you, they had a shout down. They had never had so much food. Hey, Amen. They're walking around patting their bellies and burping and carrying silver. That's what happened. I don't know about the burping part, but or patting the belly part, that may be made up. But. Maybe they were single, guys. (laughs) Praise God. I'm talking about being spiritually besieged. These guys had been, these guys had just come moments before from a land that was starving. From a land that had nothing, no food. People were eating their own children. People were consuming their own flesh just to feel some kind of, but these guys were sitting there. And they said, hey. This feels really good. But you know what? I remember there's some hungry folks where I came from. Hey, there's a whole lot to go around here. Hey, there ain't nobody here. Let's go back. Verse number 9. They went and they ate their food and they did all that. But then they said once another, we don't, we, we, we do, no, well, this isn't good enough. This day is a day of good tidings. We hold our peace if we tarry till the morning light. It says if it gets daylight and them, them Syrians come back and realize we're the only only folks here, we's in trouble. Let's go. Let's go back. Amen. He it says we hold till morning light some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come let us may go and tell the king's household verse number 10. So they came and called unto the porter of the city and they told them saying, "We came to the camp of the Syrians. And behold, there was no man there, neither a voice of man, but horses tied and asses tied, in the tents they were. And I'm sure the porter, say uh, what? What was that? You, you lepers, do what? Maybe they had some, maybe they had some food on their mouth. Carrying back chicken leg like you do around, like, you know, Silver Dollar City, walk around turkey leg. They came back and they're like, we need to go back and get more food because there's enough for everybody. There's enough back there where we came from. Verse 11. And they called the porters and told to, to the king's house within. Verse 12. And the king arose in the night and said unto his servants, I will now. Show you when the Syrians have done to us. They know that we'd be hungry. They say, This is a trick. They've left and they're going to come back and take us all. Verse 13. The servants answer said, Let some take, I pray thee, five of the horses that remain which are left in the city. Behold, they are as all the multitude of Israel that are left in it. Behold, I say, uh, They are even as all the multitude of the Israelites that are consumed. Let us send and see. Verse 14. They took therefore two chariot horses, and the king sent after the host of the Syrians, saying, Go and see. Verse 15. And they went after them unto Jordan. And lo, all the way was full of garments, vessels, which the Syrians had cast away in their haste. And the messengers turned, told the king. telling you today in the twilight moment of your night tonight it's the daytime looks like it's daylight outside, but in your heart in your life it's twilight. It's darkness in your night, in your life right now. If you'd be willing to stand, if you'd be willing to say, "I'm not going to stay here anymore. I'm not willing to accept this condition anymore before you walk out of this place today. As you, as you go to your car, I'm telling you, make sure you pick up all the spoils that the enemy's left, because they're going to run from you. They're going to flee from you. Amen. There is hope in this house today. Amen. The Bible says, whom the Son hath set free is free indeed. Amen. You don't have to be uh, a servant of sin anymore today. We don't have to be a servant of sin anymore, Brother Jared. Amen. Amen. Jesus came to seek and to save. They, that were lost. Amen. Today, you may, you may have never, amen, have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. You may have had the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, uh, but, re, uh, but you have found yourself in a place where you just feel so con- confined, so locked up, so, so cut off from everything. Jesus said he is the bread of life. He's the living water. Are you hungry this morning? Are you thirsty today? Has, has it been a while since you've eaten a, a good spiritual meal? Has it been a good while since you've just wept before the Lord? Has it been a while since you've just cast your cares upon Him? Amen. Has it been a while since you've just laid it all at the feet of Jesus? Oh, come on today. Amen. I, I, don't have a whole, I, I don't have a whole lot more to say this morning. Amen. But Jesus is here today. Amen. Jesus is here today. Amen. And, and, and all you've got to do. Amen. And surrender yourself unto the Lord. I was telling the, I was talking to some folks in in Gardner. Sister Becky, would you come? I'm just about done. We were, I was talking to him about the Holy Ghost. Talking to him about the Holy Ghost. And he asked me the questions, do you have to speak in tongues to get the Holy Ghost? I said, well, I wouldn't want it any other way, and yes, you do, and he looked at me, I said, so, and, and and Brother Adam, we we were here when Brother Adam got the Holy Ghost, and and I was telling him, I said, and I had I had him tell his testimony about receiving the Holy Ghost, because when he got the Holy Ghost, he was raised not believing that you had to receive the, when you received the Holy Ghost, you spoke in tongues, but whenever he did, He just, God began to speak through him. When he got done, he was just shaking. And like, something had just taken place in his heart. Something had just taken place that he had never experienced before. And he was telling, he said, I just felt so free and clean. And I said, now let me ask you this. If just simply accepting the Lord into your heart, is receiving the Holy Ghost. What, what would you rather experience? What would you rather have? What would you rather have an experience where you couldn't stop shaking? You just felt clean and you felt relieved, or or just simply making a statement and then accepting that. Amen. And that that gentleman was Brother Emmanuel. And the next Sunday, <laughs> he was over here praying, seeking the Holy Ghost, shaking. He prayed, Lord, fill him with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. And afterwards I said, well, what do you think? That was a real deal. That was real. It's like, I I just can't stop shaking. I feel so clean. I feel, I just feel clean. (laughs) This morning I'm talking about being clean, having freedom, Letting God give you victory. God setting you free. God delivering you from sin. God delivering you. Amen. From this captivity that you feel. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm talking about God's deliverance. God's mighty hand, God's power, amen, God's anointing, amen, God's glory, God's freedom, amen, God's uh, uh, salvation, amen. Ephesians 4, 5 says there's one Lord and one faith uh, and one baptism, amen. There's one way to go about doing this, uh, amen, and it's God's way, amen. God's way is, 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 is total freedom, just like four lepers. they wasn't some of the enemy. Every one of them bad boys left. They weren't as tough as they thought. However long that captivity lasted, that besieging last lasted, it was over in a moment. Chariots and warfare and soldiers and all, man. The enemy hightailed it. Got out of there. We we'll just stand this, this morning. Today, God we were we stand here today in a church building in a fairly civil society at this point sometimes i wonder how civil we actually are but spiritually you feel cut off just cut off isolated Alone. There's really no hope of anything changing when you walked in this morning. You just really felt depressed. You wake up feeling just depressed. No purpose in life. No reason to live. Maybe you've searched different churches. Maybe you've searched different denominations. You've tried to find it in religion. Maybe you tried to find it in drugs, alcohol, the life of a party. Maybe you tried to find it in relationships. Maybe you, maybe you sought, amen, uh, through other, other means, amen, to fill that void, to fill that hunger, to fill that desire, to fill that passion, to feel, to feel alive again, to feel free again, to feel just like you can walk out and no one's there to cut you down. No one's there to destroy you, just totally free. No one else sees the enemy, but you know he's there. Nobody's dead yet nobody's, nobody's come in and attacked this they're just the devil's just got his grip on your life just kind of got the pressure like a boa constrictor just kind of squeezing the breath out of you. You sit through a service like this, and you, you fight it, and you fight it, and you fight it. You sit through, just wishing I could be free, like you're saying, Brother Merriman. I just wish that I could be like you are saying today. But you're worried about what others are going to think. You're worried about everybody's, what are they all going to think about you? They're worried, worried about all of these things. And them four lepers are like, hey, we're lepers. That's what we are. We're lepers. We're not going to sit here anymore. That's the attitude you need to get this morning. There's hope in this church today. The Apostle Peter, I want to finish with this. The Apostle Peter in Acts chapter 2, Jesus told them to go into Jerusalem and wait until they be endued with power from on high. Jesus lived on this earth, and he says, I'm going to send you a comforter. I'll come to you. That's what Jesus said. That's what the Holy Ghost says. It's Jesus in us. He says, listen, I'm going to come to you. You go to Jerusalem and just wait. Just wait there till you be endued with power from on high. So that's what the apostles did. They went to Jerusalem. They spent time in the upper room. They spent some time, you know what, As I know Bishop Brigham talks about the as Jesus ascended on, the, there was about 500 there that day when the Holy Ghost was poured out in the upper room, there was about 120. A lot of folks just weren't, weren't, wasn't willing to stick it out, wasn't willing to, to wait it out until the, the power came, to deliverance came, but that 120, they spent time in the upper room praying, seeking the face of God then on the day of Pentecost when the day of Pentecost was fully come there came a sound 120 people began to sound like some chariots and wind and the Bible says that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance that's the first time in our Bible that anyone has ever received the Holy Ghost in the New Testament. And they got a little excited about it, and they began to worship and shout and praise God, and I think some of them may have um, went outside, went running around acting kind of crazy because people started asking questions about them and going, are you drunk? Maybe they're drunk, maybe they're crazy. Maybe they're, they've lost their mind, I don't know. No, they've just been set free from sin. They've received the Holy Ghost. And the Apostle Peter that had denied the Lord three times and felt, I'm sure, as guilty, the Bible says he went out wet bitterly, he felt such guilt, cut off and alone. But when the Holy Ghost came, when he received the gift of the Holy Ghost, he stood up with the eleven And said, okay, I got a message for somebody today. Yeah, you're sinful. Yeah, you're leprous. Yeah, you're standing here today. You've crucified the Lord. Yes, that same Jesus whom you crucified was both Lord and Christ. Yes, you crucified him. And they said, well, what do we do? And he says, repent. And be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all them that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Yesterday didn't look so good. A week ago, Brother Jerry didn't look so good. A month ago. A year ago, two years ago, just didn't look so good. You walked in that back door, things didn't look so good. But right now, this moment, this day, at this time, if somebody has a desire and says, if I stay here, I'm going to die. If I go back into the world, I'm going to die. If I go if I walk out of the church and go back into the world, I'm going to die. If I stay here in the church the way that I'm living, I'm going to die here. So what am I going to I I I just see one chance, one, 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 one opportunity. I only see one thing that's possible here this morning. You're already standing. If you just, that was the first and most difficult one, is this one right here, the first one towards this altar. But I'm telling you, as you begin to take those steps, and don't come just because I'm you think, I need you, need you to for me. Somebody here today will get deliverance from whatever that's binding you. God wants to set you free today. Amen. And as you begin to take those steps, you're going to be lighter and lighter. And you're going to come and begin to worship God. And you're going to lift your hands like you haven't done in a long time. You're going to be set free today. Amen. God, I'm telling you today, amen, don't doubt because you'll see it and you won't get to experience it. Some today may walk away, and you're going to watch somebody up here in the front, amen, get a blessing from God and get, get some renewing and get some water and some life. And, and God's going to breathe some life back into somebody today if you'll listen and be obedient to the Word of God this morning. Amen. But there's some folks, uh, I pray it doesn't have to be this way, but I'm telling you, somebody's going to watch on and look on, and you're going to see it. Come on today, somebody. Amen. The altars are open this morning. Come today with a commitment, Lord.